Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It was Jesus Christ who said, If anyone would come after me, he must first deny himself, then take up his cross and follow me. If there ever was a time that we need to have people committed to following Christ, it is now. The world is in turmoil. Every time you look at the news, there's troubling reports about murders, viruses, and calamities in our city and around the world. The only hope we have is in Christ Jesus. As you listen to these messages, I want you to consider your commitment to follow him and your commitment to share your faith with others so they can come to know him as well. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. The person that says, this is my life, I'll do with it what I want to do with it. It's my own thing. You can't tell me what to do. I'm number one. I look out for number one. He says, I'm talking to you. If you want to save your life, you can save your life in this world, but you're going to lose it. See, the Bible calls this attitude sin. That's what sin is. Sin is saying, I run things. Nobody run me but me. I do what I want to do. You can't tell me what to do. But Isaiah says, all we like sheep have gone astray and each of us have turned to our own way. This is our own way. Even while we're sitting in the church and we're hearing the word of God. You first come in and start reading the scripture. You're happy because God wrote the word until you find something you don't like. You know, oh man wrote that. You know, man wrote that. Let me find another version. Let me go see if I can find something else to go around that. Because we don't want to do those things that God has required of us because it is not normal and natural for us. That's why when you come to Christ, and when I came to Christ, I said I was born again. And you ever hear people say, I gave my life to the Lord? I gave my life to the Lord. In fact, the scripture says, when you come to Christ, you are no longer your own. You have been bought with a price. So you can't do the things you used to do because you don't belong to yourself anymore. That's the way the saints used to be. But now people come in and they just claim to be saved and nothing changed in their life at all. They're still running everything. God can't tell them anything. The preacher can't tell them anything. Nobody can correct them without them getting mad and, and, and getting offended and torn and want to leave the church. Why? Because they really haven't changed. And Jesus is coming to say, I know y'all been standing around here listening to my messages. I know you've been eating the fish and the loaves. I know you've been watching the woman with the issue of blood and you were just cheering her when she got healed. I know you was at Jairus' house when the daughter came back to life when I laid hands on her. And y'all say, man, this is great. I want to hang around with him. But Jesus said, now I'm, I'm going to tell you what's really coming up. Here's what the word of God tells us about ourselves. In 1 John 2.15, do not love the world or anything in the world. Don't you love this world 
or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, the boasting of what he has and does, does not come from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires will pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. The world and its desires are going to pass away. And you're going to pass away too. I was thinking about this. And I, I got online and I looked up. I said, I wonder how many people die every day. you have any clue about how many people die daily? There's 56 million people die every year. 56 million people die in the world every year. 56 million. There's two people die every second. It comes to 56,000 people a day. And I thought, man, that's got to be a long line wherever they're going. And it's a lineup. It's a traffic jam somewhere because we are getting out of here. Jesus is talking to the people on one level on the earth and they're listening to him. And he said, listen, I'm just going to tell you something that you all don't know. He's not talking like somebody who's trying to get to heaven to see if what we are told about is true. We used to sing a song, I'm running to see what the end's going to be. I believe I run on. Remember that song? And see what the end's going to be. And I, I thought about that the other day and I'm thinking, we should know what the end's going to be. I don't want to see and be surprised. But here's the thing about Jesus Christ. He came down from heaven. He already know what's going on. He says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I got the eternal perspective. I know exactly what's going on. I know exactly how things are going to play out. I know exactly what the end is. I know what eternal life look like. I know what hell fire look like. So I'm telling you, if you want to invest all your chips in this world and run things in this world for just a, a, a fraction of a moment, go ahead. Because there's an eternity. If you're going to invest in the short term versus the long term, go ahead. Here's what he said in John chapter 6 verse 37. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. I've come down from heaven. I've come down here. I know where I come from. I know what the whole plan is. And here we have an advocate, we have a savior who's saying, I am telling you what the plan is. I'm telling you how it's going to work out. So don't invest all of your capital. Don't invest all of your time. Don't invest all of your energy. Don't bet on this life. It's not going to last. That's why Paul says in Philippians 2.5, your attitude should be the same of that as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. And after he was obedient to God, therefore God exalted him to the highest place. And gave him the name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord 
to the glory of God the Father. Here's what Jesus is saying in this passage. If you want to invest all your time and effort and energy for this temporary life, I'm here to tell you that this is not all there is. I'm here to tell you this is not all there is. There is an eternity that goes on and on and on and on. He said, I didn't just come so you can enjoy the miracles, the fish, and the loaves. I came so that whoever believes on me would not perish but have everlasting life. So what did he say? Verse 35, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. And then he asked this question. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit or lose his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? I want you to think about those two questions. What good is it for you to gain? Uh, the King James says, what profit, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose your soul. I mean, some of y'all like to play cards and bet and all that kind of stuff. You say, okay, what are you going to put your money down on? You're going to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Is that okay with you? you say, hey, I'm just having a good time. And people just don't know. They, oh, when I get to hell, I'm going to be there with my friend. We're going to party. Uh, no, it ain't going to be quite like that. You just need to read the story of Lazarus and the rich man that Jesus told. He says, let me just give you a glimpse of how this is. There was a rich man that had all of his riches and all of those kinds of things. And Lazarus was at his gate as a poor beggar. And they both died. Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom and the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell. And the rich man was over there and he said, oh my goodness, can I just get somebody to go back and tell my brother, don't come here. If I just could dip my finger in a little water and cool my tongue, I'd be all right. The Lord said, no, no, no. We ain't going to go back and send nobody to tell nobody because they didn't believe me when I was talking to them. You got one chance for your eternal destination. There are no do-overs. You can't be in the line going to hell talking about, wait, 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 wait. The pastor didn't tell me nothing about this. Then I want to show you my picture. That one did. See, there's an opportunity for the exchange right now. You can live like you want to and enjoy your life to the fullness for a while. There are two times in the scriptures this concept is listed. With God, one day is as a thousand years to a man. One day with God is like a thousand years to us. So I took that and I looked at that and I converted it. If one day is as a thousand years, what is one hour with God? One hour is 42 years for man. One minute with God is 8.5 months for a man. And with God, one second is four days. That's why sometimes when you're praying and God takes so long to answer, he says, give me a minute. <laughs> I've been praying, Lord, for months. The Lord just said, I just got with me a minute ago. But look at this. Here we are. We're, we're our life and our fullness and we're working through life. 42 years is an hour. For most of us, we're going to be blessed if we get two hours. 
The Lord said, now you're going to invest all you've got in those two hours if you're blessed enough. Some people are not going to make it an hour. And if you're over 40, you might probably got an hour left. Maybe if you make it home today. And he said, you're telling me that you've invested all of your capital in those two hours and we got an eternity left to figure out what we're going to do? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I think about that. Sometimes when I'm doing a funeral, I said, hey, he lived about an hour and a half. Where are we going now? You mean to tell me you want to control your life for two hours, maybe, and spend an eternity in hell? Or would you rather live for me for those two hours and then live with me for an eternity? Live for me and then live with me. He asked those two questions of each of us that we should give serious consideration to. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And Jesus said, man, you just don't know. Life is short. Eternity is long. The Bible said, naked we come into the world and naked we're going to leave out. What he was saying is that you didn't bring anything here. You gained the whole world. When you die, you ain't taking anything with you. You can try to take it with you if you want to. They can put it in your coffin. If you put enough in there, your coffin is coming back up. Put a bunch of gold in your casket. These people ain't crazy. They'll find it. They found King Tut, didn't they? He thought he was taking it with them. His stuff is out in the museum. Our lives are like grass, the Bible says, that grows. And then it's cut down. And then the Bible tells us it is appointed unto man once to die. We all have an appointment. We are all on death row. We just don't know the time. We all have an appointment with death. And then he says, we have an appointment, then we have a judgment. We all are appointed to die and then the judgment. Have you answered the second question? What would you give in exchange for your soul? Would you give that habit you've got in exchange for your soul, that relationship that you Want so badly? Would you say, I'm going to live like this. I know what God say, but you know, the Lord know I'm human. Would you want to give that relationship? Would you want to give that career? What are you going to give in exchange? Let me hear some suggestions of people who said, this is what I would give in exchange for my soul. What about money and success? Would you want to trade that off and say, I'd like to have that. I'd like to have some bling. I'd like to live like the rich and famous for an hour and a half. Even if I have to stay in hell for the rest of my eternity, I, I trade that. Who wants to trade that? I want fame and stardom. Isn't it strange how people do all they can and work real hard to be famous, and then when they're so famous they can't go nowhere, then they're hiding behind stuff, and you can't take my picture, and I don't want to come outside. I got to go. What about love and romance and sexual fulfillment? Want to do that? Have a good time? The Lord says, okay. When John was exile on the island of Patmos. The heavens open up and the Lord says, we're going to show you what the end looks like. Go to the book of Revelation. And John wrote this down in Revelation 21.6. He said to me, it is done. Speaking of Jesus, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. That's the good news for the believer. Those who were thirsty and hungering after righteousness, he said, just come and I'm going to fill your thirst. And you can inherit all of this and I will be your God. You're going to be my son. In verse 8 he said, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, and those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. That's that eternal death. Jesus is saying that you write this, John, and you tell them, that the ones that practice these things, those are sexual immorality, the, mur the murderers, the idolaters, and he threw in liars. We were doing all right till he got to that. The liars are going to have their place in the fiery Suffolk burning lake. He said this is the second death. The second separation. And this one will not end. Revelation 20 11 says then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead great and small standing before the throne and the books were open. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them, and each person was judged according to what he has done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. That's that judgment that the Lord says, you've already charted your own course. You've already decided what you're going to do. You decided whether you were going to live in this life and do your own thing and not let me be a part of your life, not listen to what I had in store for you and you want to direct your own life. Okay, your name was not in this book. You can't get up there and talk about this misspell. It was Shaniqua. Shaniqua. Q-U-I at the end. No, no, no. They know your name. Come on, look for it. Shanique. No, not with an S, with a C. <laughs> That's not going to work. Hell is not any place to be scared of unless you're not saved. We don't do this very much in church, but when I was little, they used to scare the hell out of you. They would talk about it. And they would talk about the end result. We don't talk about that in church no more because nobody want to hear it. You know, you wouldn't even want to read Revelation. Ooh, I don't want to read that. Well, he's saying, I'm sharing with you what the real story is so you can make the adjustments now. Here's the good news. Not only when you give your life to Christ, you have an eternal life with him, but he makes your life so much better now. You walk in the blessings of the Lord. You walk in the peace of God. You walk in the strength of God. You walk in the favor of God. Even now, my life has not been the same since I made that change in August of 1983. 
I've never regretted coming to the Lord and saying, you take my life and do what, it, what you want to do with it. He has taken it and has taken me down a pathway that I wouldn't have gone on my own. Here's what I want you to do today. You've had those same questions in your life. What would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What would you give in exchange for your soul? You've heard this message and you've never made a decision for Jesus Christ. Here's a good time to make that decision. I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm talking about getting your life over to God. We've made it pretty easy to become a part of the church by just telling people, you can just come forward, confess your sins, and receive Jesus Christ, and you're in. People do that in their head, but sometimes they don't do it in their heart. I will mention that you don't need to be saved to join this church. You need to be saved to go to heaven. This church ain't heaven. This is a preparation place. You can come in here and just be a good person all you want to be. We'll love you. We'll fellowship with you. But if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, where he is the Lord of your life. See, the Lord of your life means that he's running it now. It don't mean that you just come and I want to take the Lord along with me wherever I go. That's what we want to do. I'm driving and I got the Lord in the front seat and I'm good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is with me. And we take him with us until we get ready to make a run. And then we say, Lord, I'm going to have to drop you off for just a minute. I'll be back to pick you up. I got to go do a little something, something. Lord, you know my heart. The spirit is willing, but what? The flesh is weak. The Lord knows. The Lord knows. I'm going to drop him off. No, he's not the Lord of your life. He's riding with you. When he's the Lord of your life, he's driving. And you are riding. And you are saying to him, wherever you take me, I am good with it. Because I know you have my best interest at heart. He's the one that says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you hope. Plans to give you a future. Not to harm you. I have a good plan for your life. That's what God wants. Don't you fool yourself. There are going to be many people in that day, and I'm going to say to them, why did you call me Lord, and you didn't let me drive, or you didn't do the things I asked you to do? You called me, oh, Lord, but I went to church. I sang in the choir. I was an urchin. I understand that, but you didn't let me drive. You decided that you wanted to run your life, and you only came to Ursha every other Sunday anyway and you were late that's not going to work the key thing is if you didn't get nothing else out of here whether you're a member or not I had to come to the place in my life I, I don't have a sad story about giving my life to Christ I wasn't down and out I wasn't on drugs addicted to where I couldn't find my way home. I wasn't in prison. I wasn't in jail. I was in a good corporate job. But I knew that something was missing in my life and I needed the fullness of what God wanted for me. My life was just kind of existing. I said, I got to be something else to life than this. And I asked the Lord to come into my life and he did. There's a big difference between being committed to church and being committed to Christ. This is Jerry G. Martin. There are many people who think they have it made by just going to church. But it is the Lord Jesus Christ who said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? These messages are to remind us of our commitment to come to him and to follow him and allow him to be the Lord of our lives. 
If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily, Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message or previous messages that you've heard on this station. I want to be sure that all of you who are listening have made a commitment to Christ Jesus. If you haven't done so, you can do so now. We have a member of our prayer team that is available to pray with you about coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Call us at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. Visit us online at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. Watch our live stream services Sundays at 10 a.m., And of course, you can join us in person. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road, 10 o'clock each Sunday morning. If you have a need for Bibles, Sunday school books, offering supplies, communion supplies, or church supplies, call us at the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus at 281-441-2885. 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying... May the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.